day one of Seahawks training camp today, and it did not come without its surprises. Man, there was some cool stuff that was happening. Didn't get to see much on the field from the live stream, but Pete Carroll's press conference afterwards revealed some really interesting truths. Earlier in the day, some roster moves. And within those roster moves, some huge questions. But Pete Carroll answered one of those questions emphatically and surprisingly at the end. Stick around for that and my thoughts on day one today on Seahawks Forever. Welcome to the Seahawks Forever podcast. In-depth analysis on everything Seahawks. And now, here's your host, Dan Viennes. All right, you guys, all the waiting. I, I said today on Twitter, I think... This might have been the most excruciatingly long-feeling offseason uh, that we've had in a long time. And it's it's because of expectations, because of the excitement over this roster and what this team can do. Uh, so many cool things happening right now. You've got Geno Smith coming in at number 77 on the NFL's Top 100. Reek Woolen right behind him at 78. And, and such a cool thing for Geno. Um, <laughs> and it was a lot of fun to hear it and see it. Um because it was just validation of what he did. And for all of those out there who have said, and some are still saying that, you know, Gino's trash, it was a flash in the pan, that his track record leading up to last year says more about who he is than how he performed on the field last year. I've said this to people over the last six months. You know who disagrees with you? The rest of the NFL. General managers, front office personnel, and now we've heard it directly from the players. And um, and they, they put it to a vote and they spoke with their votes, how they feel about Geno Smith. Um, Geno, just one of the storylines heading into training camp today, day one out at VMAC. And uh, they did live stream the workout, but we get nothing out of it. Other than we got to hear friend of the show, Paul Moyer, anchor the coverage. Uh, but they just don't show you much. You get to see some individual drills. And then uh, when it gets to seven on seven, the, the really cool stuff is when they cut it off. They just obviously, for obvious reasons, don't want us seeing that. But some really big, big news came out of camp today. Um, first of all, before the workout, we got to hear from Uchenna Nuosu, uh, who signed his uh, big extension yesterday, locking him up for another three years. He'll be uh, with the Seahawks uh, potentially for the next four seasons. And and I just wanted to play this little bit of sound because I think it speaks to something we've been talking about for a long time now, and that is the culture that Pete Carroll and John Schneider have built. And it's the reason that old bridges that seem to have been burned get repaired. Players that leave come back. Um, and Nuosu spoke to it. The first question he was asked today is, when did you realize after signing as a free agent last year that you liked it here and wanted to be here beyond the two-year deal that he initially signed last offseason? And I thought his answer was telling. Since day one, since I walked in the building, uh, the energy, the culture, the way the coaches like support you, the way they just you know uplift you, just how everybody has positive energy. Um, so friendly here from the nutrition staff to the uh, to the kitchen upstairs to the equipment. Everybody just feels such at home. I noticed that from day one. Just thought that was cool. Um, I thought it stood out from his press conference today and, and really speaks to players wanting to be here. And I think it's the reason that they've been able to manage their salary cap as well as they have because players are willing to uh, take shorter deals and, and structure their deals in such a way uh, so that it allows the Seahawks that flexibility they have year in, year out. 
Just want to focus today real briefly on the key points that happened uh, today, and they weren't just on the field. There were some roster announcements earlier in the day that I think we need to pay some attention to. Uh, first of all, there were the um, the PUP uh, uh, designations, physically unable to perform list. Um, if they're on this list week one, then they have to miss six games. But being on the list now is not cause for concern. They can come off the list at any time. Um, and we knew that Jamal Adams was going to be on the list. We knew Jordan Brooks was going to be on the list. Um, we were hoping Reek Woolen wouldn't be on the list, but he does open on the pup. Pete said after practice that he's doing everything. He's running full speed. He's cutting full speed. It's just a matter of conditioning. They want to take care of him and make sure that he's ready to, to go and practice every day before they pull him off that so it could, it could be a matter of days for Reek Woolen. Similar situation for Noah Fan. I was surprised to see his name on there. Carroll wasn't specific about the injury, and somebody tried to ask a follow-up, and then he got cut off. Uh, but he, he said he had some work done in the offseason, but that he's running full speed again. Very similar to Reek Woolen. Not a lot of concern there. Um, one of the things that really stood out to me that concerned me before practice even began was the news that Bob Condota broke that Jonah Tavai, the undrafted free agent out of San Diego State, was waived with an injury designation. Now, earlier, it had been reported, and some people even missed Condota's report because they, they continued to report that he was placed on the non-football injury list. Bob is reporting that he was waived with a non-football injury designation. Uh, now, it, if... Carol spoke to that after practice. I missed it. And so my apologies if those details have come out now, but I wasn't able to find them before I hit record of where that injury came from. We're, we're seeing a similar thing carried out in Buffalo right now in regards to Naheem Hines, who was injured in a jet skiing accident that wasn't his fault. But because it was non-football related, the Bills are trying to withhold his salary. They're thinking about asking for some of his signing bonus back. It's, it's getting a little ugly there. We don't know how Tavai was injured, but it stood out to me because even though he, he was a unique build, he was a, an, an undersized player, 5'10", 285, he was so um, r ridiculously productive at San Diego State with 28 tackles for loss and 19 sacks over the last two years. He'd become a favored uh, sort of sleeper pick of people to make the rosters or as a, just a kind of a cool fun toy for the Seahawks to use. Um, and maybe it's a situation where they can bring him back, but it, it just, it really caught my eye because that nose tackle position, we've talked about it all off season long, that, that so much is being placed on Cameron Young's shoulders as a rookie. Um, and there just wasn't a lot of quality depth there. And we keep waiting for them to add, waiting for them to add. I did an entire episode looking around the league at other potential roster cuts at the cut to 53 that the Seahawks could swoop in and pick up. Because he wasn't the first, right? Since the offseason started, first there was uh, Effie Magia or Maija from Rutgers, a really productive, promising player that was originally reported to have signed as an undrafted free agent and then never showed up. No answers were ever given. He hasn't signed with anyone else. Can't find any information about what happened to that kid. Thought he was a real promising candidate. Then they signed Robert Cooper as an undrafted free agent. Big run-stuffing Blue collar, Rob Rang really liked uh, it, how he just did the dirty work as a run stopper, Florida State. 
a lot of anticipation that he might have a, a shot at making the roster as a backup nose tackle. He was cut early in the offseason without any explanation. Now Tavai. Then we also find out that Austin Fielu, the first-team all-XFL player from the Seattle Sea Dragons, former Oregon standout, he's beginning the season on the pup list as well. Bob Condota had had told us on this show that the staff really likes Fielu and his upside. So suddenly, after that news broke about Tavai today, Miles Adams, Cameron Young, and Roderick Perry II, who was just recently signed, out of Illinois, played with Devin Witherspoon, spent a couple years on the Cleveland practice squad, appeared in two regular season games. That's it at nose tackle. That's cause for concern. That we like the potential Miles Adams showed at the end of last year, and maybe he can take another step forward this year, but he's a little undersized too. So it really, everything just kind of falls on Cameron Young. Which brought me to, we've been talking a lot the last couple of days about the potential of bringing Shelby Harris back. Shelly Harris obviously came over in the Russell Wilson deal last year. About to turn 32 years old, 6'2", 288, unsigned still, hasn't had any visits, but a productive player, good voice in the locker room last year, 37 tackles, two sacks, but recorded the fourth highest quarterback pressure rate among defensive tackles in the NFL in 2022. There was some thought that with the money cleared by the Nuosu extension and The bonus conversion for Quandre Diggs that was announced yesterday, that would give them room to bring in Shelby Harris. What are we going to do about nose tackle? Well, Carol answered that in a shock, I thought, a shocking way. But I'm going to make you wait a few minutes for that because I want to get to a couple of the other things that stood out to me from his press conference um, at the end of practice. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. First of all, uh, he addressed right off the bat the Devin Witherspoon situation. He was asked right away, are you concerned about him not being? And he brushed it off, basically said, not worried about it. He'll be here soon. He was asked about it again later. Somebody tried to press him a little bit more on details of, is it about structure? Is it about bonus? Because remember, these rookie deals are slotted. It is about, Brock Heward talked about it this morning and Brady Henderson on ESPN, that that there's just some... Uh, some distance between how much of the signing bonus the Witherspoon camp wants up front. The Seahawks want to spread it out. The quarterbacks drafted high have been getting their bonus 100% paid up front. Will Anderson got 85%. And so Carroll, again, the second time it was asked, just made it sound like, look, he's going to be here soon. Not worried. He said, uh, quote, unquote, I can't imagine it'll be an issue for very long. And then he was asked about Jamal Adams and Jordan Brooks. And again, Carroll sometimes can be overly optimistic about injuries, but I thought this was this was pretty eye-popping. They're close to being ready. Um, it's it, none of us, meaning our side of it and the player side of it, we, we don't want to push it until it's, you know, we get more information here, take our time, you know, judge judge our way through this thing and make sure we really take care of them. So that's what we're doing. They're close to being ready. He was asked a follow-up question. Can they be ready week one? And he didn't say no. 
Uh, hard, hard to imagine that Jordan Brooks would be ready, seeing as how he suffered that ACL injury late last season. But gosh, who knows? We see guys come back from these quicker and quicker all the time with the advancements in that procedure. Uh, interesting to note that he said they're close to being ready. And he did say later, he was asked uh, when he was talking about Reek Woolen's recovery, uh, he was talking about how Reek was doing all the full speed cutting and agility work. And he said, so are those other guys. So I thought that really said something. And then there's this. We heard all offseason about how good D. Eskridge looked, right? That if he could just stay healthy, the second round pick, the former second round pick would be a factor. And here we are, again, day one of training camp. Here's Pete Carroll on D. Eskridge. He's a special player. He's a special athlete. He's got explosiveness that's unique. Uh, he's really strong for a smaller guy. He's not a big guy, but he's really, really strong um, and very explosive. And so we're, um, we're really excited to just have him back out here practicing with us because if he stays with us and he can stay on the field and, and be out there, he's going to be a factor. That's not just Pete Carroll paying lip service to a guy because he was a high draft pick and he wants he wants him to work out. That's Pete Carroll saying a guy is special. Special player, special athlete. Thought that was telling. Uh, another little tidbit he dropped, Mike Morris is now officially up to 300 pounds, weighed in when he uh, checked in yesterday at 300. Uh, the former Michigan defensive end, uh, drafted in the fifth round this year, played it. Two, as low as 275 at Michigan, was 285 for the Combine, had beefed up to 295 by the time he got here for OTAs and is now at 300. And now back to that nose tackle position. I outlined the concern, but then Pete dropped this nugget out of the blue today. One of the keys uh, here is, is Jaron Reed coming back to us. Jay Reed playing nose tackle for us is, is crucial. And uh, uh, he's a terrific player. He's, he's just as tough and as physical, uh, as knowledgeable as you can get. Um, he'll, he'll do great there. That, that, that really, I think, is going to be one of the key elements of building it around him. I don't think I missed this. I don't think anybody was expecting Jaron Reed to primarily play nose tackle. And again, a couple of, couple of questions had passed, and then somebody else jumped in probably after it sank in. And they asked him a follow-up question. So Jaron Reed's going to play nose tackle now? And Pete says, it's what I said. I don't think this was the plan. I don't think it's the way he was used in OTAs. He was going to play big defensive end in that 3-4. They talked about him in that role. But then I think two things happened. One, they were able to get Mario Edwards Jr., and kind of a journeyman, but a guy they really like and a guy that... Some things I've read from people that watched practice today stood out that fits that scheme perfectly and also the need, as outlined earlier, and just the reluctance to to rely so heavily on the fourth-round rookie, Cam Young. So Jaron Reed now is being not just moved kind of back and forth. What did Pete say? Counted on to play nose. How effective is he still there? Remember, it's easy to, to kind of change our perception of what a player is as time goes on. And, and Reed had the big sack here. Was it 10 and a half? His third season playing alongside Frank Clark, where people, I think, started to, to think of him as more of an inside penetrator. What was the scouting report on him coming out of Alabama? Run stuffer first, 
not sure about pass rush, might have some upside there. Sounds a lot like Cameron Young's scouting report, really. That's the reason Jaron Reed fell to the second round. And when you remember the Seahawks drafting him, they were surprised he fell to that level because, and, and John Schneider even talked openly about it at the time, hey, I think the reason he fell is because these guys that are primarily run stuffers tend to fall in the draft. So how does that make you feel now about that nose tackle position? It's something that um, that I'll be interested to, to hear other, other people's thoughts on. Um, still trying to work out schedules, get Brandon Kane on here from Hawk's Nest Podcast and really, uh, really want to hear his thoughts on this because he was someone that was not critical of Cameron Young's ability per se, but found some things on tape that concern him and concern him about Young's potential ability to handle the workload as a, as a rookie. He's got some development to do. If Jaron Reed can play that nose tackle position and play it well enough, that, that can really change some things. It really can, especially if Mike Morris is able to contribute as a rookie, now up to three pounds. Plays it really has become at his length, height, weight, that prototypical 3-4 type defensive end. Um, really, really interesting stuff today out of Seahawks training camp. And I uh, wanted to share my thoughts on that. Um, I will be checking in as much as possible over the next few days. Anything, um, anytime something interesting happens or um, we get some insight from Pete or the coaches or the players or certainly a move is made. I, I don't think this eliminates the possibility of Shelby Harris being signed and, and because he's so versatile. He can play nose. He can play defensive end. He can move around. I still think there's an opportunity. And remember, on the 17th or so, when that stat, when a graphic for that stat was posted, uh, that he was fourth among defensive tackles in pass rush uh, pressure rate last year. He replied to that tweet with the the eyeball emoji and said, um, coming soon. So it sounded like he had something in the works. And maybe it's just a matter of uh, just kind of waiting until the time is right. It might be with another team, but I still think he would make sense to bring back uh, – on this roster. So that's where we're at today. Follow me on Twitter at Seahawks forever. Subscribe to the channel. We really want to get to 2000 subscriptions and we're getting there uh, slowly, but surely and like the video too. That helps us in the algorithm and just gets a little more, a uh, little more visibility for the podcast. Really appreciate that until next time, as always forever and always go Hawks. Hawks.